Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are a lifestyle show meant to empower women to live confident, prepared, and self-reliant lives. We talk everything from our favorite beauty products to concealed carry firearms and everything in between. We bring guests on our show with compelling stories that will inspire and encourage you in your journey. Now, you can not only listen to the audio, part of the Concealed Carry Network, on your favorite podcast streaming service, but you can also watch our show by going to OpsLens.com or downloading the OpsLens app. What's going on, everybody? We are back with another episode, and we've got a good one for you today. Amy, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Yes, it's glad I'm glad to be back. It's good to be here with everybody. And uh, yeah, things are going great over here. How are you, Em? Things are going good. Moving right along. I don't really want to <laughs> talk about normal, like everyday stuff. You know, the fact that the um, year is almost over. Let's not acknowledge that just yet. Yeah. What in the world? Where did 2019 go? I- I'm pretty sure I blanked. And I think I said this for August. And now I'm going to say this for September. And I blanked and the month is like gone. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way, but I'm excited about today's episode too. It is something that's extremely important to all of us, something that we hit on, but golly, um, this was crazy. <laughs> right. So I don't know how many have seen it. We will make sure that we uh, link it in the show notes. So last week there was a video that was making its way uh, around um, the news circuits of a realtor that was hosting an open house. And she was attacked by a uh, person coming to see the open house in California. And what was, uh, there's, let's, uh, let's, uh, I guess we can, let me describe this video a little bit. So basically she has the open house. She notices like there's a guy still in there. She hears a guy still in there. So she recognizes him from a previous open house. And for whatever reason, she is, has a feeling she's feels uneasy. She takes him outside. And while they're outside of the front of the house where the, uh, homeowner has a camera, she's just kind of chit chatting with them. And he's trying to get her to go in back into the house. He wants to see the bedroom and she knows that something just doesn't feel right, which is always, uh, uh, something that you should be listening to. But, She's kind of on her phone. She sometimes has her back towards him. She has her arms crossed and they're just, you know, going back and forth talking. And then eventually she kind of moves, I guess, down the step from the main porch and, and they're probably two arms lengths from each other. And he starts kind of like getting, I don't know, like jostly or just moving back and forth. And then out of nowhere, he lunges at her, which is how, you know, these attacks happen. She falls back into the bushes. He starts to attack her some more and then runs off. And I think what saved her is the fact that her screaming was insane. Like when you watch this video, her screaming is, it's so loud and it's screeching and it, it like gives you chills. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I don't think like when, when it comes to like screaming, I always wonder, like you get, like you get into a state of shock that I don't know if like, I wonder like, would I be screaming that loud or would I be just so shocked that I'm just like, uh, like kind of like I know. frozen. I don't know. I know. That never well, happened. I think after watching the video, the couple of things that stuck out to me was how quickly this escalated mm-hmm. from the guy standing in front of the door to him violently shoving her back. It was so fast. It 
it escalated so quickly. Um, and then the fact that she she did try. You can't really see it off camera, but you guys have got to go watch this video. Um, but she did try to fight back. It looks like from right. what I can see. Um, but of course, this took place in Los Angeles. And, you know, this is not an isolated incident. We actually hear about this kind of stuff happening all the time to realtors. I'm, we're very passionate about I talk to realtors all the time. I've, I've done speeches with Keller Williams on how to stay safe and get tips from these ladies when you're showing houses. Uh, because it happens all the time. There was um, an open house right on my street. Right, like right when my neighborhood opened about 10 years ago, I think that it, the episodes on forensic files all the time. Lady was hosting an open house, guy comes in, shoots her, leaves. Um, you know, you're in a very vulnerable state a lot of times as a woman when you're there by yourself and you're showing these homes. And, um, you know, I thought it was very interesting as you watch this clip, you will see once again, they did some, they were proactive after the fact. Right. Now they realize that it's important to go get self-defense training. Now they realize that maybe we need to make this a mandatory part of um, our company policy and training is getting these women self-defense training. Mm -hmm. And I always find it so interesting that it is never recommended that they carry a self-defense tool. No, never. were you thinking the same thing when you were yes. watching this video? Because yes. I'm like, okay, they want, they said they wanted to give them self-defense training to get out of situations and to fight off the man. If you watch the video, she's on her back on the ground. He's standing over her. She's trying to kick. There is no getting out of that situation right. as a woman when you're down on the ground. So I applaud their efforts for wanting to maybe do something, but I just hate the fact that they never mention anything about keeping some form of self-defense tool on your body that would help you um, maybe really actually get out of that situation. Right. Have, like, have a fighting chance if they mm-hmm. did not like, even worse than it could have gone because if he, I mean, I think, you know, that's the key thing and kudos to her for trusting her gut and saying, I need to take this guy outside and not willing to go back into the house because who knows what could have happened. You go back into that house and then you're, you know, raped and who knows what else and potentially, you know, that's where you end up dying because he's, who know, you have no idea what um, his intentions are, but apparently, yeah you know, he has, he has bad intention. There's a few things, you know, to take away from this is that, you know, you have to trust your gut. Like you get that, that spidey sense, you get that feeling of like, something's not going to be right. And there's a few other things, you know, to watch out for, you know, he kind of was posturing, he had, he had some indicators that she could have been looking out for. And, And one of the things that I noticed the most in the video is how she, sort of was standing like arms crossed phone in hand. And it's just one of the things, you know, we talk about, talk about it the most. And, you know, we're all very guilty of it. We're so tied to our phones these days. And, you know, whether, even if she was going to call 911, it's just one of those things like she needed to be a little bit more in a, I guess, uh, semi-defensive or just ready to run away um, or just have her hands free. So she wasn't so um, kind of, I don't want to say like preoccupied. <laughs> yeah, preoccupied. Because I feel like when you stand like with your arms crossed, all, I mean, we've we've learned we learned in our um, combatives classes that like standing with your arms crossed is not um, the quickest way um, to get you quick into a defensive position, so you can use your hands to kind of like push off or do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, so it's just you know some of those things it just goes back to like trusting your gut and and um, being situationally aware and 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 kind of seeing what is happening. And when you know that like you've got this guy that you've seen previous times and now he's back again. It's just, I feel like 
a few indicators and red flags that you're like, whoa, this, uh, this uh, needs, this is bad. Like, I just need to get away from this. Um, and going back to what you're saying about how like nobody is offering, and we see this all the time with these, these new stories of, of self-defense tools. It's interesting at the end of one of the videos that I watched of, of the newscast, like she had said, um, or the, she had told the reporter or whomever that she wasn't going to be doing any more open houses for a while. And if she was, she was going to make sure that she had like a male coworker with her. And while yes, power in numbers is great, but this goes back to, you know, things that we try to drive forward all the time is like it, you are responsible for your own safety. You can only rely on yourself. So sure. Having somebody go along with you in a situation like this, while I think is great. You can't just depend on somebody else to always be there, um, to basically save you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's not always practical, right? You know, how many open houses are you going to miss as a woman? If you have to always rely on somebody else to be there with you, it's, it's not always practical in your mind as much as we try to say, you know, even like leaving restaurants or leaving the club at nighttime, we say, don't be by yourself. Right. Well, you know, sometimes like that's not always a hundred percent practical. It's not mm-hmm. always going to be um, the situation. So you do need to be prepared as prepared as you possibly can. And um, you know, I, I hear when I talk to realtors, a lot of them, and it's not excuses. It's just getting into this mindset of being prepared for them and the specific clothes that they have to wear and the things that they have to do makes it a little bit harder for them to carry self-defense tools on their body. I hear a lot that they put them in their purses and I'm like, well, that's not really helping you. In this situation, having a self-defense tool in this lady's purse, it wouldn't have helped her at all because of how quickly it happened. I mean, it came... I don't want to say it came out of nowhere. There were a few signs, but I don't think anyone in their mind is thinking that this guy's going to shove me this hard over the bushes. You know, I don't think you're thinking that. And so you'll see if you watch this, how fast it happened. And there's no way that she would have had time to get inside her purse, dig around and find whatever self-defense tool. But then again, she's in a skirt, she's in a dress. It would have been hard for her to get to something anyways, you know? Um, And so I think for, I'm interested to hear from realtors. I'm interested to hear what they do to work around this, because as we all know, it's, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And for us to be prepared, there might be some things that we have to shift and change in the way that we dress or in the, in the things that we're wearing to help us have a better fighting chance to survive. Right. And I mean, I think that's exactly what, what we want is it's, in depending on the kind of situation that you're in, sure, it's not, you may not always be able to get to your self-defense tool at that exact moment, but at some point there's going to be a break where you can at least get something that you have on you to help give you that fighting chance because it's just, it's not, it's not enough because we've always talked about, I know that, you know, we are big advocates for carrying a firearm and, you know, we've said the gun is the greatest equalizer, but you know, it it is because the man and the typically the person who is committing this act against us is bigger mm-hmm. and stronger and you just you know you you can't unless you are like super super uh wonder woman trained i don't know how you can how as a woman like you can fight somebody off no, there without. was no fight. There was no fighting that off. I mean, the lady's in high heels. Think about your center of gravity anyways, your balance. I mean, there, she didn't stand a chance right. against that guy. You know, I, well, and I think too, like he was going in, 
I mean, and this goes to uh, like also not paying attention or just kind of being like preoccupied as he was going in, he was smart in the sense that he went in to go shake her hand. And you think that like, oh, this guy wants to shake my hand. And all of a sudden, like, then you get freaking shoved. And so. Yeah. And I'm glad that it ended there. Yeah. You know, if he's willing to do that outside in public, uh, in broad daylight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who knows what else he's going to be able to, he, he, he would do, um, cause this is in the middle of the day and like in someone's neighborhood. Yeah. We're not talking about midnight at nighttime by herself showing a house. We're talking about broad daylight. And it goes to show we say this all the time. Bad guys, criminals do not need a certain time of day. They don't need a certain place. If they want to commit a crime and they want to do something violent and evil, they're going to commit it and they're going to do it no matter what time of day, no matter where they're at. Because these people are crazy. We're talking about people that aren't mentally stable and they don't have to have a rhyme. They don't have to have a reason to right. do what they want to do. We, we talk about, I feel like a broken record sometimes saying this, but we just want to drive that point home to everybody because it is so true. I think we think, oh, I'll be more alert when I'm walking down a dark alley by myself at two o'clock in the morning, then I'll be alert. No, <laughs> we it's really need to, yeah. 24 seven. And I think um, it seems that criminals and, and these people like, they get bolder and bolder. They do. And, you know, I, this is also something I know we've talked about this a lot because I can remember it for my own self, especially in college. Um, having that weird feeling in the pit of my stomach where something might not be right, but I didn't want to make the other person think that I thought they were weird or I didn't want to embarrass them by me walking on the other side of the car or locking. You you remember like if you see someone walking, you didn't want to lock the door because you didn't want them to hear the door lock. And, you know, but ladies, it's time for us to, it's time it's time for us to stop worrying about um, being nice and worrying about hurting people's feelings or offending them because, you know, it could just save your life like it did in this lady's situation. Right. Right. And she's, and then in, in her business, she's like, that's sales and customer service. So there's that, there's that small percentage of, well, this could be somebody who's actually truly interested in this house. I mean, he did say that he knew someone who was going to buy it. So then you don't want to turn around and all of a sudden, you know, offend a potential client and customer. And so it's, it's such a, a fine line, but I think it goes back to just that spidey sense and trusting your gut because that's, yeah. that's all, that's all, that's all we can do. And like, yeah. that's what that is there for that, like sense of something's not right. I need to get out and, yep. or whatever. And so I think that's, you know, so it's just one of those things that, you know, we always talk about it. So we just want to make sure that, you know, as you guys are listening and, and you know, we share these kinds of, of stories um, so you guys hear and, and just become aware of, you know, the realities of what's out there because this, you know, happens all the time and at any, as you can see at any time. And so we just want to make sure that you guys are always thinking about your safety and, you know, we're never here to make you feel paranoid. We just want everyone to be safe and, and no harm to, to come to them and do whatever, provide you with, uh, resources and information. So, you know, we all can continue living, um, our lives in this great country without any, um, 
issues. And yep. so we're lucky we're going to be joined by Kelsey Gebhardt, who is a realtor um, from Washington, the West Coast. Um, and she's going to provide some information just from a realtor standpoint. She does conceal carry. So I think it'd be great to, to get some tips and tricks from her and see sort of a perspective that, you know, um, dealing with basically strangers coming, coming into these homes. Yep, absolutely. So we'll be right back with Kelsey Gebhardt after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by StalmyTactical.com, a lifestyle website sharing concealed carry tips, outfits, and preparedness advice, and Alexo Athletica, the first active carry wear line on the market, keeping women safe and stylish. Hey, hey, everybody. We are back and we are joined this part of our episode with Miss Kelsey Gebhardt. Kelsey is a real estate agent up in Washington State and we are so happy to be joined with her today. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thank you. Good. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Well, we're so excited to have you on the show, and I think you're going to bring a wealth of knowledge to our audience because in the earlier segment today, we were talking about a video that recently um, happened in Los Angeles with a real estate agent who was at an open house, had a violent encounter with a man that she got a really weird feeling of um, before, and luckily, nothing too serious happened. She walked away with some scrapes and bruises, but that was it. And we wanted to get from your perspective as a realtor, if, have you ever had anything like this happen to you before or had any people come to an open house where you got a weird sense about them? You know, it's so, so ironic and so funny and leave it to me to be the one put into this situation. But literally my first open house ever was a vacant home. I was by myself and this man came in and I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm already self-aware anyways and situationally aware, but he just gave me the creep vibe. And so I tried to like, you know, stay away from him. And I didn't really know per se what I was doing. I had just started in real estate and he, at the very end, he was there for probably like eight minutes, but he kept grabbing my arm and looking at my <gasps> tattoos and kept making comments about how pretty I looked and, oh my you know, oh, you're here all by yourself. Like literally what you read in a textbook of the bad situation, this was exactly it. And at the end, he gave me a hug and he would not let go of me oh. to the point where I'm starting to think like, okay, three, two, one, you're going to do something. And then he left. And I saw him at three other open houses. And so literally my very first open house is when I decided, okay, I'm getting my concealed carry license. And I filled out the application that day. For oh my gosh. So, That's yes. amazing. Cause I wanted yes. to ask you, I noticed, you know, we obviously saw your post on Instagram. Love that yeah. you were inspired by style me tactical. <laughs> yep. You had a great outfit on, but I was wondering what led you to want to get your license to carry. And that was it, huh? Real estate. <laughs> yes. Real so Estate. When you started to go into real estate and you said that this was your first open house, I mean, what what does the the company that you work for or maybe even in the industry do in terms of preparing the realtors for safety? Is it something that they even talk about or, or teach? Yes. Yeah, so ironically enough, when I got the, the message from you, I just knew it was something from the universe because September happens to be Realtor Safety Month. Oh, no I didn't way. even know that existed. <laughs> yes. yes. So um, I don't know, uh, probably because you're not in the industry, you haven't heard of the Beverly Carter Foundation, but the Beverly Carter Foundation was actually started in 2014. She was a realtor who was murdered um, during an open house showing. So was she from Texas? That, um, Arkansas. This was the Arkansas one. Is yes. Does they have an episode about her on forensic files or like one of those shows? 
I don't, I try not to watch those because honestly, <laughs> half of them are about realtors and it's my job. So I, I want you know to know what, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably really smart of you. That's like yeah. me. I don't want to watch the ones about the women joggers. Actually, right. I do right. like watch them because I'm like, okay, they could have done this and they should have done this. And it reinforces like yes. why I carry all the time. Right. But uh, I told Emily in the earlier segment, we had the same thing happen in my neighborhood. When this neighborhood first opened up, the lady had an open house and her, her episode is on forensic files like all the time. Right. And it's crazy, but that we're, we're in Texas. So, you know, I, I'm always interested as a realtor because I get this question a lot um, from ladies who are like, I love your athletic pants, but I can't wear them to work. Right. So you obviously in a professional environment have to dress very differently than um, than I do on a, on a daily basis. So right. how has your wardrobe changed or how you actually, how is dressing in the morning now that you do conceal carry? Um, you know, it was a little bit tricky at first, which is where style me tactical became my saving grace, right? Because I'm scrolling through like, okay, like, so this cut of shirt or, you know, and I kind of started to tailor my wardrobe, but I really didn't change a lot. Um, I looked for, you know, a holster that was going to be able to be really versatile. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I found one that had like a fabric clip so that I don't have to, um, you know, I can wear jeans or I can wear, you know yoga pants or whatever. And it's something that I feel secure with. Um, but it it didn't change a whole lot and it's really not that difficult. Surprisingly, I feel like I just wear more comfortable clothes because they're more flowy. Um, and really that was it. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to it. Did you, how did you make the decision to on body carry versus keeping it in say your bag? Um, I mean, to me, and I don't mean this negatively in any regard, but it just felt like common sense to me. Like, how good is it going to do me in my bag Mm -hmm. if I'm stuck upstairs in a hallway? Like, I'm going to have to figure out a way to get away first. And that that to me, I was like, there's no way that I wouldn't carry it on my body, which was terrifying for me. I grew up around guns. I live in a more rural part of Washington state. But for me, even my first time going to the gun range, it was terrifying, but I was like, I have to get over it because it's my life or this five minutes that's terrifying to me. So I think that's awesome that you, it got easier. Right. I think that's awesome that you recognize that. And not only recognizing that it's your life that you have to defend, but that also when it comes to carrying the reality of like, how good is it going to be to carry off body if, you know, Right. you're going to, if, if, if your purse is going to be in the kitchen versus when you're showing the house upstairs. I think right. that's a lot uh, of things that I don't know if women fully understand or take into consideration when they're kind of like entering that lifestyle. And it's just, there's just so many things that you need to think about. But to go back to like the safety regarding like realtors, what is it, like you were talking about the Beverly Carter Foundation. Yes. So Realtor Safety Month is September. So what is it that that the agency that you work for or just the industry in general do do for trying to keep you guys as safe as possible or prepare you for situations? Right. So the the National Association of Realtors is someone who took this on. And then we have our county realtor associations that also do that. So we actually had a lot of seminars in September that were free for realtors to attend that brought in the sheriff's department to kind of teach of, hey, you know, before the showing, you should do these steps. Um, You know, make sure that you tour the house first or you do a virtual tour so that you know where the exits are. 
make sure before open houses that the back door is unlocked, that you check all the rooms before you open up the open house just to make sure that there's nobody that's already present. I mean, just kind of goes through things that you can do to be more self-aware and really what what seems like a lot of situational awareness. Mm -hmm. Because as realtors, we're in technology. Even in an open house, we're on our laptop, we're on our phone. That takes you away from watching who's around you, which is the perfect situation for for a crime to happen. So I think it's a lot of situational awareness that that this month brings and a lot of educational videos. I mean, a lot of the title companies um, will also create YouTube videos to make them available for us because we can't always, you know, sit down and listen to a seminar for three hours or attend. So they're really trying to ramp that up and get us all involved in, mm-hmm. in making sure that we share our tips and tricks around. How are the women, the other women realtors that are sitting in these seminars, are they pretty receptive to it or do they get some pushback at all on when they start to get self-defense tips or if they start talking about carrying self-defense tools, how is that received with other uh, women realtors that you're, that you know of? I feel like the women in my office, they know I conceal carry. And so if they're ever feeling eerie, they may stand behind me. Like they just know, okay, she's got me. Right. But I even preach, you know, even if you carry mace, whatever you just have something, right. Your car key isn't going to save your life. Probably. You know what I mean? So, um, I think that now more so than ever um, in Washington state, especially in the town that I live in, what sounds so crazy is human trafficking is becoming a big thing right now mm-hmm. and people are going missing. And so a lot of females are a lot more receptive to self-defense yep. because it's becoming an issue. And I feel like before I was kind of the black sheep, They're like, why would you conceal carry? Like that's overkill. Right? right. But now they're kind of asking questions and saying, Hey, what range do you go to? Do they offer women's classes? Like, hey, would you be willing to go with me? And so I feel like being willing to openly talk about it and tell people it's not as scary as it sounds has really helped more women to be open to the idea. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we, we see that a lot just now in the industry. You know, obviously, as as we are more open about it and we actually bring it up, because I feel like before, I mean, gosh, I, I just got into this whole lifestyle about four years ago and it was never something me and my girlfriend sat around the table and talked right, about. Right. We didn't even discuss the fact that I had a gun on my nightstand. I mean, like women at that point, we just didn't talk about it. Right. We might've supported the second amendment. We might've been all for like you being able to have a gun in your house, but it was never anything that we sat around and talked about. And I remember as I started getting more knowledgeable about it, and maybe that's why I felt more comfortable talking about it was because I actually knew how to talk about it. But I realized this, as soon as I brought it up, I was the first one to bring it up at the table. Every, every woman around me wanted to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we have this responsibility. Um, those of us who have taken that next step to want to carry or want to take our personal defense um, serious, we, the more we talk about it, I think we'll actually realize that there's women that don't know who to go to. They don't know who to talk to about this kind of stuff. And maybe you just mentioning how it affected your life and how you got to that place you never know how that's going to inspire somebody and how that's going to empower somebody that before then, you know, might not ever, ever considered carrying a firearm or having a firearm in their house for self-defense. Right. Do yeah, they I'll, recommend, sorry, Kelsey, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do they recommend when they're going through the, um, the videos and the, the education lessons um, regarding how to be safe, do they ever recommend self-defense tools to use? Uh, 
You know, I don't feel like it's talked about enough still. Um, and, you know, when I was onboarded with the the company that I work with, self-defense really was make sure that you lock your purse in a cabinet. Um, make sure you keep the door unlocked. Use the buddy system and take a mortgage mm-hmm. under. And that was it. That I mean, that, that was it. So if Realtor Safety Month hadn't have started or, you know, I started in January, this would have been the first time I was hearing about it if I didn't experience it. And so yeah. I, I've seen a lot of investigation discovery shows about realtors and that opened my eyes to it. But I really feel like it's something that just needs to be talked about more. It's scary, but we need to talk about it and figure out how to protect ourselves. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, about just the recommendation of a tool that seems to uh, kind of make people apprehensive. They don't want to bring it up when really it's, it's something that, that if you're not aware of it, you've never talked to like your girlfriends about self-defense tools and you didn't know, like let's educate and let's get these, give, give people the best possible chance make them as prepared as possible. And I don't Mm -hmm. understand why uh, so many people think it's so taboo to talk about self-defense tools, because again, it doesn't have to be go get a gun. There, there are many levels for introductory tools that you can get to at least like with mace to have you have something because something's right. better than nothing. Right. right. They're totally fine being talking about once you're on the ground, how do you get out of this <laughs> attack and how right. do you get out of this super strong man's bear hug? Right. You know, like let's, let's not get to that point, you know, I mean, right. now there's going to be some situations that that might be unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to the video that we watched earlier, I mean, that happened so fast. It was mm-hmm. out of the blue. There might not be a chance that she even got time to get to her self-defense tool. And then a skill like getting out of that, Krav Maga, some basic like, grappling moves, something like that would have been beneficial for her. But I, I just wish that when they did these kind of stories, they would talk about how a woman can be proactive mm-hmm. instead of reactive in this situation. I think it would highlight our responsibility so much more on what we can do and, and empower us when we know we have an option to stop something. Potentially we know that carrying a gun doesn't mean that we can stop every single situation, but to, to be empowered to know that you can potentially stop something is like one of the best feelings in the world, you know? Right. Well, and in that video too, one of the things in, I, I haven't been in her situation, so I don't want to judge her by any means, but I would never have my cell phone in my hand because that second gave him the strength to push her. And mm-hmm. should, it, it, for me, anytime I feel creeped out, I make eye contact with the person because sure. then they know I see you and I'm looking at you. And that's that, a great tip. to me mm-hmm. it is enough sometimes to get them to be the one that's sketched out instead of you. Right. Sure. And so the second she looked down at her phone, that's when he pushed her. And I'm like, yeah. I would have put my phone in my pocket and said, no, I'm not going to take you. Like, did you have anything else before I leave? Right. right? And that probably would have been enough maybe to, to, to stop that from happening. To start well, with. at least it projects confidence. You know, right. we, we talk about this a lot. The, the perpetrators, they're typically cowards. I mean, a lot of them are looking for easy victims. Mm-hmm. They don't want someone that's going to fight back. The second you look somebody in the eye and you project confidence that takes your potential of being a victim to a whole nother level. Now, if that guy's brazen enough and crazy enough to continue at that point, you know, maybe staring at them is not going to stop you, but it will stop a lot of people right. from moving forward just by projecting like, I see you, I am yeah. looking at you, I am a confident person. And it it gives them almost that slight second of being like, eh, this person might push back and might give put up a fight and I don't want to deal with that. So because there's something there, that you need a lot of times. That's the mm-hmm. second that you need to save your own life or to stop a situation from happening. It's all about three seconds, you know? Right. 
Well, because most of them also need need that time to they're they're slowly like you could see in that build that video. It's like he's he's building up the nerve and, and figuring mm-hmm. out when is the opportunity, and yep. he's waiting for that. And he knows like at some point he's going to have it based on like some of the the the, the body language that she's giving off. So it's just sure. one of those those things that like. You just, you just never know. And, you know, I think the tip about, you know, just not even bothering being on your phone. I mean, we talk about that all the time. So, yeah. Well, Kelsey, if there's somebody, um, a a lady out there or even a man who is a realtor and maybe they don't know about Realtor Safety Month. um, I don't know if there's like a mandatory program that everybody makes them go through. Where can they get more information about this? And is it available to all of them? Yeah. So a lot of the information that, that I learned in the tips and the tools was on actually the Beverly Carter Foundation website, um, which I think is beverlycarter.arkansasonline.com. Um, but re- even literally type realtor safety into Google and you will get so many YouTube videos from title companies, from um, brokerages, from other agents that you can kind of just look through and watch. Also looking on Facebook, for maybe groups to join. There's a lot of like masters in real estate or other things where we talk about those things and it's just realtors and lenders and they're talking about safety or, you know, other business tips. So there's lots of online resources. Um, Even just asking their principal broker, Hey, I want to be more safe. How can I find other resources to do this? I love it. Well, we really do appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with all of us and just with our audience. I think that was a lot of very valuable information and we appreciate what you do as the leader in your community to continue to encourage other women to start thinking about their safety in a different way. So if there's anything we can do to uh, be a resource for you or to help you out, let us know. Um, But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining and thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, and we'll talk to you uh, guys next week. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.